Hello everyone, welcome to episode one of Deploy with Garrison. I'm your host Chris, joining me as always are Alan. Hey Alan. Evening. And Zach, how are you Zach? Chris, I'm tired. Oh, I mean, just of my face, I assume. No, uh, I got bored of wearing masks, so I've been sick like three times in the past 90 days. Oh man, I have a daughter who just started school, so I've been sick since my daughter started school. It's it's fun, I'm a big fan, you know? Uh, just wait until both your daughter's in school, then they're both catching different things at different times, and you're catching all of it. Oh, cause, yeah, yeah, cause I'm, I'm They're ready. good little children that like to share. Yeah. So, we have done our pre-show due diligence to not bring you a 17-year flight deck, and uh, we have Zach leading this week's Officer's Mess. So what do you have for us, Zach? Don't even know what a flight deck is. I'm I'm pretty confident. Don't worry about it. It's a joke for one, and that one person, maybe me, but it's my joke, so... I know, too. I, I get it. I'm laughing. It's just... Yeah, I the other guy's not here the, listening. The time that flight deck got <laughs> replaced by forty hours of whale sounds. I I was the the day the strength of men failed. <laughs> so I I've just had a thought kicking around, and I don't know. Maybe maybe we will combine the officers' mess. Depends on how much Alan input Alan has to put into it. So Alan, you and I are both you know playing a lot of Blizz Force. With with all the bikes and fun that brings, yeah, and I'm or at least just, familiar with bikes. I've been playing yeah, bikes a lot whenever I play, and like I've been talking to uh, my friend who plays Separatists, um, who's been playing Staps lately, and I was just kind of thinking, and you know, Republic's being held up by Barks, and one of the things that just sort of popped into my head is like, you know, one of the things they drill that's kind of they drill you like there's an academy i'm going to one of the things that's been you know sort of drilled in my head is you want these long ways deployments for um for your barks and like i was kind of you know digging through my collection to actually get my my cards set up i'm like man there's a lot of dust on all these and i realized you know when i started um people were like don't worry about your deployments just grab the short ways ones because they thwart r2d2 and i'm just kind of pondering is the rise of bikes related to R2D2 and his points hike or, and you know, the list that like want to take him being rough because yeah, at least on the rebel side that like Wookiees and T47s really want to take R2D2. Um, and they both suffer to pikes, uh, and to a lesser extent, ion spiders before that. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, is the meta ripe for an R2-D2 resurgence? Did R2-D2 wandering off with an extra 10 points uh, make the world safer for bikes? Or is it just sort of coincidental that um, there's not a lot of R2-D2 at a time when... Because, I, I mean, I guess the one thing we, you know, we can say is skimming a lot of like competitive lists. There's not a lot of R2-D2 at a time when... Uh, people are bidding heavily and including deployments that he's good at um like that that i can definitely say uh when i do my dives of like what's popping up at events you know because we're, we're seeing blizzard force and all these different bike lists bid 15 20 points and it's like 
I don't know if you're Rebels or Gar, is it, isn't that like a free invite to just slide an R2-D2 into your list and uh, score random secret missions? Or are bounty hunters keeping R2-D2 down? Or is all of just, just me pulling at straws at nothing because I don't know enough yet? It's uh, I would say it's kind of all of the above. Um, you already touched on spiders. The spiders didn't really keep R2 specifically out as much as um, they hunted the things that R2-D2 was good with. Um, so T-47s, the bus, um, and sometimes a land speeder. Um, I've, it kind of seems that Legion list building kind of is less what is optimal, like in X-Wing, where people find the broken stuff that's really highly optimized. It seems to be more flavor of the month, flavor of the season, flavor of the meta that people seem to go with. Um, but I think Pikes is probably, Pikes and Bounty Hunters are probably going to be hunting an R2-D2 more often than not. Um, and I don't know if the rise of bikes is what's keeping R2 out as much as people not really experimenting with um, Rebel R2. Gar has its own other problems. It's just kind of the Gar faction right now that R2 is not in there. If you see, I think we might see him come back when Cody comes back because you'll probably see the... Um, Saber tank come back. Once the saber tank comes back, R2 is really good with them just because the tank is nearly un indestructible, depending on how you build it, like with the Yoda saber. I mean he can and he can repair bikes though, can he not? He can. Um but with this the barks, you're trying to keep everything kind of lean and mean. I mean you're running the barks naked, fifty-five points a pop. Yeah, you get three barks instead of a uh Saber tank. Yeah. So I, that's a valid point, but most of the time your bars are slamming and flanking. They're not going to come back to the main army yeah. where R2 is yeah, going to be right. to repair them. Yeah. I and mean, I, I only played him like two or three games when I was trying really hard to uh, play the double T47 triple Wookiee list with him um, at Adepticon. And like a lot of times, you know, I would just sort of send R2 on the secret mission. Then it's like, Oh hey, look at that! We're we're at the moment where I really need um a repair, and R two D two is a move away for one of the two. So how happy is that? Sure. sure. Um, the other thing is just like, especially with Blizzard Force and speeder bikes, any kind of fast flanking movement or moving units. So Mandalorian speeders, um, staps, they're pretty good at hunting R two. So. Uh it's, yeah, that's the one thing I sort of wanted. That's probably that's probably more so that he's not the flavor of the week until something happens with those lists, um, because speeders are real good at just like whipping around the corner and oh hey look there's R two I'm just gonna yeah. shoot R two. I just remember shooting him a lot in the couple games that I played and he didn't die. And then last night I shot everything Blizzard Force has in or two nights ago into a Mark II gun. And it didn't die. And R two, I usually can kill those. And R two D two, I can't kill. So my my primitive monkey brain imagines R two D two to be this just unkillable little trash can rolling around, handing out repairs. He, and he he is. He definitely is. Mission if you don't throw like a Vader level threat at him. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Like he is all of that. 
spot. He's just not the flavor of the week. Yeah. Is what it seems more as. Um, the points increase hurt him, but I think it's warranted because I mean he started at thirty five points. Hey, thirty five points that can win the game if you don't commit, like you said. I, I wasn't a hundred and fifty points. That. That's amazing. Yeah, no, he started his printed cost is thirty five points. Um and he was just an auto include in Gar and make it this long. <laughs> Man, yeah. Why would it why would AMG do this? <laughs> well, it it's combination. FFG bumped him up and oh. AMG bumped him up again. <laughs> I, I meant why would AMG release him at thirty five? It's just terrible. It's oh. like how AMG released the uh, three card flop the game with the three card flop, which we all know is bad. Like <laughs> yeah, can't terrible. They did that. Uh, well, speaking of AMG yeah, speak, speaking of jokes things, for one. <laughs> speaking of AMG killing things, Shatterpoint, that seems interesting. Picked a bad time to start a Legion podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a uh, deploy the garrison. We're now a Shatterpoint contest or uh, podcast. Whatever. Uh, nah, just kidding. I feel like um, the internet loves complaining. So, no. oh. it's like you society know I mean? in general likes complaining. Like uh, this, if so, uh, okay. Frame of thought. The different scales. Obviously, if we're looking at a night, it looks like we're on the MCP basis. So I mean, some something about the pictures makes me think that the they either used a weird lens to take these pictures, or the bigger than the standard MCP scale. Um, so, I'm pretty sure they're bigger, and I'm pretty sure bigger is a good idea. Uh, yeah, they, they remind me of when I looked at like pictures of the old Inquisitor models, like 54 mil kind of scale. So almost like. 30 like 30 percent more on top of a legion figure kind of thing yeah um, um and supposedly this has been in development for like three years and yeah. my my first response when i saw it when i didn't know that information i was like okay this is them acknowledging that you know skirmish isn't really the gateway drug they wish it was and i honestly i think the bigger models are pretty brilliant one because uh, making games completely free is not a good business model. And two, uh, visibility is really important when people walk into stores. So, like, random people walking into stores are going to see a Star Wars now, where if you did, you know, uh, Imperial Assault size and, you know, kept it the same size or a little smaller than Legion, like, people walking into store are just going to see some trees and some shit and might not know that Star Wars. Because the the license I mean, does tell these games. You're if if the popular thing is pikes and and I mean they might see Mandos and be like oh that's Star Wars but if they just see a bunch of pikes and then a bus and whatever yeah. it's just kind of like that's not Star Wars. That's the other reason to put. You a, see stormtroopers and Darth Vader. It's like that. That is Star Wars. The other reason to make Mando really really good is if Mando's on every table. <laughs> If I'm being massively cynical as well, this is targeted at the correct demographic. Because this looks like it's all prequel stuff, like Clone Wars cartoon stuff. So yeah. yep. th those people are all like, what, uh, mid-20s now? Like, uh, mid-20s to mid-30s. Well, well early 30s. Uh, person uh, who told me that Clone War, the Clone Wars cartoon and really is really good and I should watch it was Nathan, who I believe is now 22. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's the kids who what grew up watching it, not the the grown up children who are nearly forty who watched it when they were already grown up. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One of the Fair. things I am really excited about is by starting with Clone Wars, they solve one of the old Star Wars problems, which is if they eventually do want to, you know, get into the Galactic Civil War, they'll presumably understand how the game is played when they release um, <laughs> Vader and Luke Skywalker. Well, they already don't know how time works because I saw a picture of Django Fett fighting um, Captain Rex. I'm like, really? Really? I mean, I'm sure Rex was, uh, I'll say, born by the time uh, Django was uh, alive still. Time paradox. Yeah. But yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm going to do some painting and. Laugh at Zach for not doing any painting, and um, we'll yeah. we'll go from there. I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna buy and paint the starter set, and I I don't like we said beforehand. Just with with the time commitment, uh, I'm real happy with what Legion represents and what X Wing represents, and mm. my yeah. time commitment. Um, and that's you know, it'll be neat. Uh, if this kind of fills, and I'm hoping it does, kind of fills that shorter hour, hour and a half kind of skirmish game. I think I might, I might just can X-Wing, to be honest. I don't I know. I think, too, one of the things that a lot of people, like, uh, people are willing to admit, one of the failings of Legion is that lightsaber fights are a little bland. So if this can make lightsaber fights cool, like, that's not yeah. my part. That's not the part of Star Wars that gets me. Like, you know, part of why I liked X-Wing right from the get-go is I was like, oh, look at all these regular guys who don't have the Force uh, yep. stepping up and being important. You and Sean can do a, a Star Wars podcast about how Jedi's are a worst part of Star Wars. It definitely skews the game of Legion a little bit, and it's it's not even Jedi versus not Jedi. It's pretty much do you have Force push or not? Yeah, but I, you know, Force push aside, like I, I get into the again, my droid player likes to bring old Greg, uh, General Grievous, and like the moments when it's uh, Grievous, like. When he gets Grievous stuck in against Vader, it's just like, all right, this is dumb. Like these two guys are supposed to be very terrifying, and they're just really just slap fighting each other. Yeah. Unless I can, you know, force push him into a standby because I correctly chose a centerpiece that has force push, and uh, he for some reason has forgotten Dooku. <sighs> so, I, I, I mean, I am admittedly a moron, so take this with with the uh, intent it is meant. Given that we are the home of not competitive Legion, no, uh, we but... can see competitive Legion from our house. Yeah, it's it's just down the street. I know what it looks like. To our Sarah Palin, we can see competitive Legion from these bottom tables. <laughs> um, I um, I've been I've been liking Maul with saber throw and um, force speed, burst of speed, burst of speed. Yeah, there you go. You got I there. can't, I can't do force push with him, I just because like just that guided missile um, burst of speed, and then witch magic it away. It's uh, it's pretty good, and saber throw on Maul's cheating, and also the fact that Maul doesn't have Jedi mastery. Uh, yeah, force, force mastery. Yeah, so I've he doesn't recharge for free. All his words actually, so I'll trust you on that. Well, with Maul, he he gets three actions, so. Yeah, that's the trade-off. Yeah, it's got to take a wound. Remember first, you start with a wound. 
I know, but I still took it. It's still a wound that I didn't want. Well, yeah, um, so I am using people with lightsabers who don't have force push as my centerpiece was my point. We we have a word for people like you. Yeah, I, I used it already. <laughs> my word is stronger. Again, I, as I said, I'm being mean to people today for some reason, myself included. Is that enough rambling about Shatterpoint? And, uh, and bikes. Shatterpoint looks neat. I don't think it actually will compete with X-Wing or Legion. It's just a different game. It's almost like other, like multiple games are allowed to exist and probably already do. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that the games that sell well and do well are fine. Yeah. Okay, so main topic. We had one? We did have one. Fuck yeah, let's go. So the main topic tonight is cover and some of the weird stuff that goes on. Um, gotchas, idiosyncrasies, just weird things because of the way the rules are written and found mechanics that have kind of come from that. Um, there's a couple of infographics and articles that I have linked in our show notes and we should probably put for our listeners. I'll host it somewhere. I'll figure something out. I mean, what we could do um, is do like, a written article. I can throw it up onto Dice Hit as well. So I'll figure sure. something out. Yeah. Well, there's there's an infographic of, this was on the old FFG forum, but everything you need to know about Legion cover, which I would say covers 90% of it, um, especially with any of the updates. It kind of gives you an idea of some of the weird things it covers most of it for all the basic interactions that you'd have but i wanted to start questions what kind of gotchas weird things have you run into and see if we can clear those up i don't i don't really have anything specific other than we can get into specific examples if you have them chris do you want to go first i have a an incoherent ramble, and I can buy time while you talk to try and put coherency to it. Yeah, like, I kind of wrote it down in the show notes, and it, it obviously, um, the more I, I think about it, I don't really think it's necessarily an intentional gotcha moment. I just think the guy I was playing wasn't playing a learning game, and I was still learning. So he just explained stuff badly with the assumption I already knew. So it became gotcha moments. I don't know if that, that was the intent. So sure. um I it definitely could have been gotcha moments, but I don't I'm not gonna like place any malice behind sure. it. Yeah. So, so then... that caveat out of the way, I mean I'll go through it anyway. I'll just like uh, but basically I'm, I'm playing a game and my opponent's like, we didn't discuss the terrain in detail before we started. It's like this is all heavy. This is all like move on, and then he he moved model up. I was like, okay, I'm touching this area of terrain now. Like my base is touching the edge of a rock pile, so I get a benefit of cover. So then I move my model up and touch my base to a rock pile, so I get a benefit of cover. Then he moves inside the rock pile and shoots me, and well, we're in the same rock pile now, so you don't get cover because I'm not shooting over it. I'm shooting out of it, and like. You know, it just it kind of progressed down that chain of how, like, how the terrain functions and works. And it, at the time, it felt like, well, if you'd have said that at the start, I wouldn't have done this thing. 
but we're not going to roll back like 15 different activities, you know what I mean? Sure. So the area terrain was the big one for me, and like the different ways that that functions can can not be intuitive is the criticism I would give. Right. And that's that's a fair point. I would say mistake number one, and this this will go for casual games and especially tournament games, local tournament games, is when you're part of setup, like in in the steps of setup is going over the terrain, what it is and what it does. Some terrain is just, hey, this is cover X for units, you know, Y, Z or Z for you northerners. Um, so a barricade gives heavy cover to uh, trooper minis, but it does not give any cover to, say, a droidica or an AZRT, things like that. Um, this infographic has kind of layers, lines about what you use as guidelines. Um, and some tables will have little sheets, especially in TTS. Um, I don't know on big tournaments. I don't go to big tournaments. Whether or not they have little sheets to say, hey, these trees are this, this building does this, these barricades do this. You kind of have to agree with your opponent and discuss, okay, what are these? Sometimes they'll have checklists that say, hey, this bunker feature is a trench. You know, it's difficult to get through the sides of it and you have cover shooting out of it or shooting into it. Um, those are things you just have to discuss with your opponent before the game starts. And yeah. you're not going to get everything and sometimes you're going to come up to something in the middle of the game. Call a judge if you have one. Otherwise, just try to work it out amicably. Roll a die for it if you have to. Yeah, and just to back up or chip in on two things. So on all your games... You know, we're we've got the basement tables and we are now in the habit of, you know, even though we've been playing with these pieces, we stop and talk it through every game. Um, you know, hell sometimes we have the discussion of, oh hey, let's uh <laughs> let's mix this up, right? Like maybe this is area terrain. Um, Chris, I know you you just sort of alluded to it. Boy, uh competitive legion or legion with strangers there is a lot less area terrain than i am used to coming from um 40k and i mean yeah. i played 40k in fifth edition but like i really like area terrain because i hate having to get down and be like you know like i'm looking at the graphic you shared alan and like boy all of those require an amount of bending that i no longer have <laughs> now that i'm 33 years old the same age as jesus when he died like, I I just, God, you know, there's game, like, I, a lot of games, my opponent's like, oh, I'm in cover. I'm like, sure, man, you got it. I'm not bending over. I don't care. Uh, um, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty egregious that I'm like, okay, I'm getting down here and we're having a conversation about it. Yeah. Typically, I would, you know, once you look at the table as part of your deployment, you can kind of see where the shooting lanes are and get a good idea. You shouldn't have to get down too often yeah. um but I, I i should also back up and preface that legion is the only miniatures games that i've ever played so it uses a true line of sight system it's the only system i've ever known so i take that as you will yeah <sighs> but i mean the good thing i like about legion and this shows obviously like I know a bunch of old ffg guys all played infinity and they just stole the uh Alec 
Oh, shameless! We stole these silhouettes from uh, from Infinity from the troopers uh, to like do your. If if you can see this silhouette, you can see it. If you can't, you can't. And that's such a clean rule. Uh, the other thing that I wish was more harshly implemented of oh, harshly is the incorrect um, like feeling for a word. But another <laughs> thing that's yeah, another thing that's really good in Infinity is you just declare your intent of everything that you're doing. And I'm a big fan of just doing that when I'm playing and like working with my opponent to have a, a good game. So obviously you can't rely on this if you're in a tournament. Well, if, I you're, would... if you're playing... If it's not in the rules, you can't rely on it. So I will never advise anyone to do this in a tournament. But if you get in the habit of your your opponent, it's like, I want to move... going to move behind this building so that that, that squad can't see it. Oh. Can they see, can they see it? From if they say to... if they say yeah or no, uh, you you know before. So, well, there there's a certain amount of, I I would say currently, the the general community is very much on board with that. With I can't see it right now, and then coming back and saying, well, now I can see it because, and and part of that is codified in the margin of error, um, yeah. to some extent, but a lot of it is, um, unwritten rules that is currently. Uh, even in the high, super high competitive um, sphere, yeah. to be respected. That's good. That's good then. So yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't heard of anything. Driving Chris is pretty normal, from my understanding. Yeah, yeah. That's oh. that's everything that I everything that I have experienced at least um, playing on TTS and playing in person um, has been that way. Um, I mean, and obviously it go it goes so far. Like the I, I have the intent that after I move here, you won't be able to move to see me. Is probably stretching it. I, I have the yes, intent that, that all is, of your shots will miss. But yeah, like, that's that's yeah, yeah. that's over the oh, line. Yeah. Do, do you currently agree that I I actually stole that for X Wing when marking ships because or you know before taking yeah. measurements for stuff because it can get a little chaotic. But the do you currently agree that your squad can't see you know. Yeah. Um can't see yeah, like uh, just talk I mean, ultimately oh everything comes down to talking to your opponent. If you yeah. make it a social interaction that you're both yep. doing together you're working together to make the game happen. I can't remember where I got that from. It was definitely some like game designer talk. But like you you don't play against your opponent. You should play with your opponent to resolve a, a you know to make the game happen. I mean, my mine was always fundamentally the game occurs by consent of your opponent. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, you have to ma- earn and maintain that. So, uh, D bad. Don't be a dick. You know, just that yeah. kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I have a random side question on the area train thing when we're ready for it, but I don't know if this is the moment because I have a gotcha to ramble about too. Sort of a gotcha slash. Let's headache. get. Let's get there. Um. With cover terrain, you have to establish, okay, is your unit in cover or is it not? There's that infographic. I will just tell people to go look at it. There's a lot of examples on there that say, hey, are you in cover or are you not? Specifically to area terrain, it is. it depends. Area terrain is, again, defined at the beginning of the game. Typically, um... Area terrain comes in two flavors. One is line of sight obstructing, 
and one is um, touching or being inside of it. So an example of uh, line of sight blocking would be, this is a stand of trees, this is a small forest, patch of trees. Any line of sight that goes through it grants cover to minis on the other side of it, okay? Yeah. That's that's one type. The other type is you must be touching or fully within in order to gain cover from it. Typically, that's going to be represented by like a bomb crater or a trench or something like that. And is usually, but not always, um, accompanied by this is difficult terrain for whatever is getting cover. So you get the benefit of cover, but you have to slow down as you go through it. That's all... You know, whether it's difficult terrain is not related to the cover and how the function of area terrain is. Um, whenever a mini is touching a piece of cover or a, a feature or something like that, it ignores it when it is checking line of sight. So if your unit leader is up against a barricade, he's touching that barricade, he ignores the barricade for checking for line of sight because it is not obstructing the shot. All of these checking for cover starts with checking line of sight from your unit leader to any and all minis in the unit that you're attacking. Part of that is, hey, I'm looking through the stand of trees. Okay, so that stand of trees gives you cover. Okay. Now, if I am on, if we look at some of the examples of the area terrain, I'm just going to look at the, the that front one the the top one it's uh number 16 if you're referencing this later yeah so this is a stand of trees that uh, is um obscuring terrain but not one of sight blocking area terrain correct yeah and i i have never seen area terrain that blocks line of sight like they have in 17 so i'm just going to ignore that because i i don't think i've see, ever seen terrain do that it's possible but we um, ruled some small hills as area terrain in one of uh, my games at a tournament once because we felt like the board was too light and asymmetrical without it. So and the thing the, the comes time... back to discussing the terrain before the game with your opponent. Yeah, do what you so want, that, but just, just, just as an example it. of cool hobby moments, Alex. This is all I have from this section. Really, is like. It. If you what you could do for line of sight blocking area terrain is if you wanted to do a cool like fog planet where the atmosphere is really dense, so the, sure. the terrain is literally just like clouds. So you could do like cotton buds and stuff like that all flushed oh, sure. out and have have that be area terrain. And like, I, I mean, it's just, it's Star Wars. You have every kind of planet under the sun. Absolutely. So, so I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just I no, haven't just, come across yeah. it. Um, but going back to this, so you're shooting through the trees. Both of them, neither of these units are touching the piece of terrain. And so if they shoot at each other, they both get the benefit of that cover. So this would be, I would assume, the first part of your your moment is that nobody was touching it. You're shooting through each other. You both get the benefit of that cover. As soon as you touch the cover or become inside of it it depends on how you rule it typically with trees as soon as you're touching it you're in the trees now i'm in this area terrain because i'm touching this piece of terrain i now as i'm shooting out of it ignore that for cover purposes 
So in your case, it was a bunch of rocks. Okay, I'm in the rocks. I'm shooting out of the rocks. These rocks do not give you cover. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, the converse is also true. So he's in the rocks. You come up and touch the rocks. He doesn't get that cover now because you're both in the rocks. Yeah. I don't know if the from what it sounded like he was saying something a little squirrely. So no, so that that's the way it basically he moved up to be touching it so that I didn't get cover and he did. Right. So I moved up to be touching it and then I didn't like to it, my interpretation of it early terrain from other games, which is again this is entirely on me, is that early terrain is always provides cover because like if you are shooting, if you're both in the forest, those trees don't disappear once you get in there. There's still trees in the way. And this is but, one of those idiosyncrasies. But, yes. That in yes. this game system, at this time of recording, that's how it works. Um, you could, if like you talked to him beforehand, it's like, hey, any shots going through the strain, give cover, period. You could do that. I don't know how yeah. much that would swing in a full competitive that no, might have and, to be ruled out separately. It's but... like now that I know it's fine. It's uh, I assumed I didn't check, and right. we all know what happens when you assume and don't check. Right. So the other one, just since we're talking about terrain, is you have to be within the terrain. So this would be, like I said, your trenches, your foxholes, etc. If your minis aren't in it and you're shooting across it, you don't get the cover. As soon as your minis are in it then you get cover based on, you know, is 50% of the unit in cover, things like that. The same thing happens, like, if someone else gets in the trench with you, you guys don't get cover from the trench, you're just shooting down the trench at each other. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, I mean, if once you work through it, it all makes sense. But when you're trying to learn the entire game, there's a lot right. to take in. Yeah. Learning how to play Legion is sometimes weird, especially come from a different system. I mean, I started with Legion, so all, Legion is all I know. Yeah. So I know the system fairly well. If I tried to learn, say, Warhammer, I'm sure I would get completely confused by all the cover stuff just because I'm used to Legion cover. Yeah. So, Zach, you have a rant. Uh, well, so I had, I had a gotcha slash thing I don't understand, that thing that annoys me. Um, and then, uh, a what if, so, cause you were talking, you're asking for examples. One of the things I sort of struggle with that, I don't know if the, just the players I've played with because, you know, small sample size of two tournaments and, uh, guys from two groups or it hasn't come up enough. And I just thought of it for the first time the other night. So like train scoping, right? You go to go to pick out one model from the, the unit. So I, I had a spot the last night where like. I was shooting into a six-man squad, and we realized, though, that my unit leader could only see three of the models, um, and we realized that, like, after saves were rolled, and, you know, it, like, luckily the dice worked out that way anyway, but I was like, well, I can see three of the six models, or maybe it was four of the six, and it was like... So that means I can't assign, we can't wound the ones we can't see there, right? And I feel like maybe it's just the small sample size of people I play with. Oh. And if I started doing Invader, people would be harsher about this. But I feel like once you're like, once you're not train scoping the leader or the heavy, it gets kind of fast and loose with uh with that. And I don't know if that's just like, 
I need to be better about that or so if I can't the rules aren't clear enough on that. So I can't speak to that specifically, but let's talk yeah, about training. It, it was more of we had that moment and I went, have I just always been doing this kind of wrong when it's not a, you know, straight up scope of one model? So let's let's talk about that. So for the purposes of a new player, terrain scoping is when you use the cover and line of sight rules to assign wounds to a specific mini. Typically, you're trying to shoot the heavy unit out of a squad. For being assigned wounds, only minis that have are in line of sight can be assigned wounds. So if you're on the corner of a building and you're shooting a squad where two of those squad members are behind the building, you can't see them at all. The other three are the only ones that can die. So if you do five wounds and they blank their saves, they don't wipe the whole squad. They can only take the wounds on the units that are in line of sight. Now... That is broadly the correct. So that that is that. However, when you're talking multiple, in your typical shooting interaction you have a squad of say five guys shooting into another squad of five guys initial line of sight for cover purposes is drawn from the unit leader however each mini that is contributing a weapon or dice to the attack pool have to have line of sight to a mini in the defending unit so an example of this is uh say this is a tactic that you can use, another gotcha. You can say you don't have enough movement to get around the corner of a particular building, and you need to get a shot to kill this other unit. Your unit leader gets to the corner, but he can't get around it to see. However, with cohesion rules, which you have to be within speed one of the unit leader, you can cohere the rest of the squad around the corner where they, those minis, would have line of sight to the defending unit. Now, when you draw a line of sight, your unit leader cannot see the defending mini. Therefore, it automatically gets heavy cover. Anything that's out of line of sight immediately gets heavy cover. However, those other four units, those other four minis, can still contribute their attack dice to the attack pool. The unit leader cannot in that case. So you'd be minus one die from whatever your typical die pool is. So whenever you grab your die pool, you're like, I have five dudes and a heavy weapon. You grab all your dice and you just throw them. In this case, well, unit leader can't see anything. So you minus that die. It's one of those shorthand things that you keep going as you do. It's another got you. So in your example, when you were shooting, could one of your other minis see the minis that he did remove? Um, it's so, probably at, it's it's probably I, long enough back that it doesn't matter. But I, well, no. So I felt we felt pretty good about just the way the two the pieces of cover lined up. That um, only three of the models were visible to the squad to any 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 mini in the squad. Yeah. Yep. Because sometimes it's like I'm going to line up the, one, two, three, four. A, they can I, see was, that one guy, and then this yeah. one guy I'm going to cohere way out to the side so he can see the other four guys yeah, it was like a bunker piece that got a little taller in the back or something or it was touching sure. a, a, a taller rock so mm-hmm. it was like i you know i could see the front three i couldn't see the back three sure so it kind of comes down to 
maybe you guys took some mental shortcuts, which happens in casual game. Yeah. Like, whatever, then, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, might have just been a coincidence of the evening, but I was like, again, I just sort of felt like outside of the scenario where it's like, yep, you know, I'm, I'm getting that one mini or, you know, it's the sniper team with the one around the corner. I'm like, I was playing back the couple replays I've watched too, and I feel like mm-hmm. for how easy it is to walk into that situation, I don't hear about it enough. Right. And maybe it happens more often than not, but again, that's that's how it's supposed to work. Is because you you typically you got five like a five man versus five man or whatever four guy you know naked squad is four on four as generic example. As long as a mini can see another mini in the defending unit, they can contribute. And if they can see that unit, as long you know, as... I, I suppose that's the piece I'm probably forgetting, right? It's yeah. like, you know, normally um, when you, you're spread out a little, like, someone can see everyone. Yep. You know, and my, so that's my when it's... I can see of... your almost back left guy, and my front right. guy can see your back right. Yeah, okay. In that's which probably... case, they're in line of sight, and then they can take wounds. Because they're in line of sight from the attacking unit, even if they're not in line of sight from the unit leader. The unit leader measurement is for the defense line of sight check and the range check. After that, it's can a mini in this unit see a mini in that unit? Yeah, and just this is slightly tangential and probably like, unneeded for 90% of the audience, but there might be 10% who you actually get benefit from this. So please correct me if I'm wrong on this, Alan. Uh, when you're gathering your attack pools, it's done against a specific defender. So like you can't say, I'm going to do all of these guns, which are in range of that unit, to try and like, thin out who they can see to then do the last model with a different gun to then snipe the person, because all of those dice have to go in the same pool. Like so, with my with my Mandalorians, for example, I could I could make an attack pool with Rockcast's gun mm-hmm. of four dice. So that's one pool. Then I could do two guys with the rifles. Then I could do one guy with his pistols. I can have yes. three different attack pools for my Mandalorians. Yes, you can. I, those three pools have to target three distinct different units. If I make Correct. three pools. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Your attack pool. Part of the part of the it, there's a there's a checklist or a, a steps that you go through when you're making an attack. Um, part of that is declaring the defender. Then you create your pool. Yeah, and each you... if you if you cannot split the same weapon into two different pools. Yeah, that weapon type has to be so you couldn't shoot. I wish you, that's why Mandalorians are great because they've got a billion different weapon types. I just love right. giving everyone suppression and killing no one. I mean, that is a thing you can do. It um, is certainly a thing I can do, badly. Yeah, I was say, have you played uh, against droids yet? <laughs> so, again... Uh, I have. With... Uh, when I play against droids, like, I just shit roll them because I've still got Mandalorians. And it turns out it doesn't matter if it can't be suppressed when they're dead. Droids, yep. droids really like it when you you just detonate. You know what? I could I'm get just, this bomb I'm into your deployment zone. Shit version of Chris because I just <laughs> don't see it anywhere else. And then Legion, you're like, let me let me talk tough shit with my wrong opinions, and it's it's strange and adorable. <laughs> I mean, my Mandalorians have killed a lot of droids. Just saying, <laughs> because the droids they die doesn't mean there's not a lot of droids left to just shoot them and do one crit and then I fail my save. 
There's oh, also a lot of there's also a lot of droids. So <laughs> yeah, a target rich environment. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yes, again, whenever you're making those multiple attack pools, you draw your line of sight and determine cover from your unit leader. After that, it's does this mini have line of sight to the target? So if you're trying to shoot your know, range four with your sniper rifle or whatever, I don't I don't know. Do you have a range four weapon with those mandos? Or is it just uh pistols um, is one to two, the, rifles one yeah. to three, and then rook cast is also one to three? Well, uh, she's one to two, I think. The um oh, okay. the the marksman might go out to four, I'm not sure. I can't remember now. Yeah, I don't I don't play Shadow Collective, so whatever. Um why you gotta be legioning wrong? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> Empire's pretty good. Empire's pretty good right now, and I'm not a. No, that's a lie. I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say I'm not a meta chaser, but that's a lie. Marksman is one <laughs> of three. Yeah, it's it was more that so, uh, there's there's been instances where um, my opponent had two units that hadn't activated yet, four and only yeah. four. Yeah. Um, so I could, I can do four attack pools. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Uh, um, I don't you it... Discard your rockets. <laughs> don't don't tell me how to live my life. All right. Um, but yeah, there's been times where my opponent hasn't activated yet with two units who are both close to being suppressed and broken, mm-hmm. and because I just want to keep my stuff alive. Yep. I'll I'll not try and kill anything. I'm just trying to keep that suppression down, and yeah, that's when I've done it. Yeah. Right, and that, that's I, a great time to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just yeah. uh, yeah, that's yeah. legal. Definitely, there's times to do it. There's times not to do it. If you're trying to spread suppression around, um, even with droids, uh, a good trick with droids is after you kill the unit leader, they panic at two. So, you know, I've I've had where you know I'll snipe out a T series. That's the only commander they have. Now my ATSD comes in. I've got Weiss, Weiss TST coming up. Okay, I'm going to shoot you and you and you and you. Congratulations. Now you all, there's five more suppression on the table. Yeah. And if you do that and then you shoot each of one of those units again, you know, they're, yeah. they're making panic checks. It adds up. It adds up. Um, is there any other like, gotcha moments that we are like well, surprised? I think like the biggest gotcha for me as a newer player is designed to be gotchas just because command cards exist and I don't know what we all do. Yeah, and, that would that would be a get good, do your research. Yeah, I mean, so it's not even get well, good. It's just like, hey, these are it's going to happen to you. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I've open and close information was the thing we could touch. I don't know necessarily want to get into it now, but what is open information is what command cards are available for a person and what they do. You don't have to know what's in the hand if that's close. I don't know if it is or isn't. Sure. Because I still haven't so, looked. But like if you if I pitch up and Zach's oh I am playing Vader, I can look up all of Vader's command cards and see what the fuck they do. That's on that's on me. You don't have to memorize it, just see what your opponent's playing and look them up. As far as I know, you can look it up. There there's Well no this no would, this physical, tournament. Yeah, you like Tournament rules are something different, but they're not the same as as X-Wing tournament regs. But I'll just touch on this real quick since you brought it up. Closed information, as far as I know, there are two and conditionally three sources of closed information. 
If what you is... tell me that one of them is a Bane token, I'm going to cry. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> technically closed information. But anyway, yeah. um, the command hand, you cannot, you're not allowed to know what your opponent's command hand is. You can see what they have discarded. That's open, or what they have already played. Yeah. That's open information. You're not allowed to see the opponent's battle deck before you pick blue or red side. That's not open information. And then anything that's like shuffled and placed. So like Bane tokens and then supply deck, if you're playing supply drop. That gets shuffled up. You don't get to see what's left in there. You just have to know that there's two copies of everything in there. And then you can see what is on the table. That's anything that's face up on the table, all open information. Yeah. So what the combined cards do, as far as I know, is open information. And something that you'll want to be familiar with if you ever go to a big tournament circuit or anything like that is be familiar with what yeah. most of them do, or at least uh, what's popular. So, I mean, I, again, my, my my thing is, like, if you're playing in normals or whatever, yeah. like, just ask your opponent what... We don't have to tell you what cards they've picked, but, like, it's probably good to know if, uh, like, Maul can cheat and have cunning and a bunch of stuff like that yeah so that's going to be the list and the lit your opponent's list is open information yeah um not including the command hand in yeah that's the only stuff i have kind of thing i don't think i've got any any other stuff that jumps to mind from my uh minuscule amount of experience does legion break if we start playing more area terrain is that bad? I think so. Other podcasts have touched on this. I don't think it breaks. I think it's actually good to have area terrain. I I agree with you. I like having area terrain. It's fun. It looks nice. I like trees as long yeah. as they're not glued to the bases. There's so many of those GW like three tree plastic bases that we have that someone went through and glued all the trees on. So you can't like pick up the tree to put your mini in it. Imagine playing Legion on Games Workshop terrain. What kind of peasant store do you go to? Uh, I do a lot yeah. of GW stuff, but I I'm mean, exclusively I like going to be playing on downed X-Wings from now on. Yeah. <laughs> and bunkers and uh, crashed ATSTs and uh, escape pods. There you I've go. Made, I've made a Hoff table uh, for the store and a Tatooine table for the store so far. We're working on a forgot the name of the palace again but a Naboo table is being worked on yeah and I've got um, a couple of plans for different uh, terrain to work on as well yeah the games workshop trees they're trees and forests that are fairly generic and so so this is how bad I am as a person who runs the miniatures games at the sentry box I had walked past my friends who were playing Horus Heresy like three or four weeks in a row and every time we were playing on an infinity table and i was like guys why why do you always play on this infinity table why don't you play on a 40k one it's like chris the store doesn't have any good 40k tables so it's like really have i concentrated that hard on making sure that malifold players can play on malifold terrain infinite players can play on infinity terrain like everyone gets their own special terrain and then there's generic stuff that my actual gw terrain selection shit so, you know, worthwhile endeavors. 
So you're saying you're a terrible person. Always. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a discussion, you know, considering area terrain that a lot of local people don't have. Part of the conjecture is a lot of people latched on early to 3D printed terrain uh, for Legion. Yeah. And it's really a pain in the ass to print area terrain. And people don't, Legion players, myself included, don't have a lot of hobbying experience, especially if this is their first game. And so making area terrain, while it's pretty easy, isn't something that gets done. And so, so one thing on that, just as a, a point, like I've printed, just printed a bunch of sand dunes. And there's no reason sand dunes can't be area terrain. Uh, the the area terrain in question from my potential gotcha thing was a rocky outcropping hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, seems, smooth, a smooth hill. It, which seems like, less area terrain is just a terrain feature. Uh, but uh, with, like using your imagination, that can be a, a rugged, rocky terrain where the rocks are different heights. Once you're in it, sure. there's a bunch of... Like, Absolutely. It, like anything can be area terrain. You just yeah. say it's area terrain. You, you you put a piece of felt down and say this is a grassy field. If you're in yeah. it, you get light cover. Uh, so a really good one actually, uh, that looks pretty cool is uh, and super easy to do is you go to the um, Home Depot, any hardware or whatever, and you just buy a doormat and chop it up, and it's wheat fields. Like uh, oh, like, oh, oh. The our hobby master's woken up. Let's go. Yeah, easy. Uh, you literally do nothing. You just cut it into a shape, and you have a field. Very terrain done. Yeah, uh, I think we're probably touching after I edit all of that down. We're probably touching forty-five minutes now. So, any closings? Uh, or are we just good to wrap up? We worse at Legion every time I play. <laughs> Cover has a lot of weird corner cases. Um, there are a lot more than this, but area terrain should be seen fairly commonly, so it's good to know how to interact with it. And um, terrain scoping, corner peeking, that's a found mechanic um, that people exploit the rules the way they are, and it hasn't been patched out and said, hey, you're not allowed to do that. So it's part of the game now and it's good to be aware of how that functions yeah oh. actually i almost think that might be my real answer on a um, shatter point is if i like the line of sight and cover mechanics there we go thanks everyone and we'll see you all next time unless we are blind obviously <laughs>